We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Lincoln weather forecast this week, temperatures in the 90s, and if we're lucky, maybe even triple digits. Expect to eat salads pretty much every day since no one wants to turn on an oven. And remember, mowing your lawn during daylight could be an act of (laughs) self-harm. This segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, Remax Concepts, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. Got a good show for you today. We are ha- we have uh, Joe Rinky from John Henry's Plumbing in to talk about what it's like to to uh, basically to buy your own business to to be in charge. Um, we're going to have Commute Air. They are the new kid in town over near the airport. Um, there's kind of an affiliation there with United Airlines, and they they're a new business here in Lincoln. Going to find out about them. Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts, part two on when couples disagree. And we will have strictly business owner Paige Zutivern in. Yeah. Uh, Action packed. Action packed day on Girling. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, talk about action packed. Let's just start <laughs> off with our first guest, Joe. Mr. Action Packed himself, <laughs> Joe from John Henry's. How are you doing this hot weekend? Well, I'm I'm doing very well. Yes, very warm. And as you bring that up, I did actually mow yesterday. <laughs> uh, but I did keep it to about 5 p.m., 6 p.m. So it wasn't peak heat. Oh, so. boy. Yep. Oh, I'll well, bet you're dealing with lots of fun air conditioner problems. And your staff. Oh, yes. oh This is yep. a fun time of the year for you guys. You know, we wanted to talk to you from the perspective of getting into business ownership because that's something somewhat recently that you did. But first, we need to hear about your life path here. Now, when you were a little boy, what did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, man. He was all over the place, right? You wanted to be a policeman, fireman, you know, yeah. as you were young. And, you know, I grew up in Lincoln. Uh, my father, you know, was always in the construction industry. So I kind of had little dabbles of hmm. construction here and there, right? So I, I learned a lot of tools of the trade, not necessarily the plumbing or the HVAC side of it. Um, but then growing up into high school, um, I believe it or not, I want to be a meteorologist or get into the meteorology oh. field. So, <laughs> You know, that was and one talk about career. weather, <laughs> right? You know, maybe more of the, you know, hands on science part of it, maybe not being on the TV or radio, but that was one, one way I wanted to run. But, um, this life kind of went in a certain ways and got, you know, uh, Jack Zoner wanted me to come help out with those guys over at John Henry's and because you had the construction background. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, and that was, I was the connection. Yep. Yep. And I knew him. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, obviously was his daughter. So um, that kind of got me into. Oh, you married the boss's I did. daughter. I did. Well, that yeah. helps. That's the way it went. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I wouldn't change a minute of it. You know, it's it's been a great, great thing. Plumbing was never knew much about it. Right. But I, I love it. It was, it's really? Yeah. That's, yeah. It was a crazy deal. Never thought in my life growing up. I, you know, I can't even recall a plumber coming to the house. You didn't want to be a professional football player baseball player, <laughs> I, I wanted that too oh, of course he did. I, mean, I didn't grow <laughs> another funny story about that i was i think it was probably my oh 12 year old physical going to the doctor for sports and things and such i asked the doctor i said so doc what's what's my chances of being over six foot he grabbed me sat me down said joe it's not looking very good so from that point on, i knew i probably wasn't going to be a professional <laughs> sports athlete hey i've got a question for you were you 
any bit apprehensive about the idea of buying your own business or was this just kind of felt like a natural step for you? Apprehensive, no. Um, kind of natural step, yeah, as, as learned from a lot of great people that, you know, I had um, with Jack himself and then a lot of other people that I've worked with throughout the years. Um, sure, that was, you know, three, four years ago when what big nasty COVID was around. So was there some potential fear or mm. issues that might come up with that? Sure. But mm. uh, the way we kind of did it, my wife and I and the other two owners that are on, on with us, um, we just took it by the horns. I mean, we got to keep pushing forward, take care of our uh, take care of our employees, and then our customers. We still got to get out to them and service them. So, absolutely. Yep. If you were going to be a business coach to someone else who were who was thinking about buying a business, what would your business coach coach advice be? I, I mean, communication is the biggest thing. Whether it's you know if you're going to purchase it or you're already in that you know field, you already got you know your your technicians out there. Got to communicate. When you thought you've communicated enough, it's not enough. You got to communicate more. And then, top top thing there is take care of your most important assets, which would be your employees. Um, make sure you're doing everything for them you can. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Well, you do some volunteer work. Why don't you talk about uh, some of this volunteer work that you do? I, I think, and this is what I saw. I can't remember where I saw this. Um, oh, it was a city council report. Plumbing Code Board of Appeals. I saw yeah. your your uh, name there. Correct. What so, is that? So the Board of Appeals, it doesn't sound as cool as it sounds, but it, what, what it is, it's a group of five licensed plumbers here in Lincoln um, where we get together if somebody's out wanting to do a project that may not be 100% adapted into our plumbing code, they can submit a file into the city, your building and safety, and then it would get first at, looked at by our chief plumbing inspector, then he would pull us on. It's basically a court hearing where the people, yeah. you know, the people that are trying to get this approved would come in. We come in, we sit and we have conversations about it. Um, and then we take a vote on it, whether it's going to, you know, we're going to allow it to happen for this one specific time um, or if it's not going to happen. And if if it gets into the scenario where absolutely it's it's not going to work, it's not, you know, good code, then we'll, we'll also give them different things that, well, you know, you can do it this way. And they may not know that. So... It's basically really what it is. So they're proposing something like a workaround for a problem or maybe an innovative new plumbing fixture or something? Is yep. that what Correct. And that, are? the Both of them. Um, so with the appeals board, a lot of times what that ends up being is just so if you wanted to come in, you had a special faucet or special sink. Um, mm. You wanted to use that that wasn't approved through the code. You would come in. We would talk about oh, if it's something that would work. Then, yes, it would work for you in that scenario. Now down the road if we realize that that's a good product or a good piping or a good material then it could come in through another process and then get fully adopted into the lincoln code i know that there's basically a waiver process yeah yeah i know there's international codes that get adopted here in lincoln and it seems like that would be a never-ending thing is there anything that can be done to to slow some of that regulation so that the cost of housing doesn't become more or is your committee or your volunteer work do you get very close to that uh not really that um cost wise that stuff's really just kind of dependent obviously with you know with the economy and you know with, with with price jumps going that 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 would help the housing community obviously the building process to keep costs down but code wise the stuff that might be a little cheaper might not be good up to snuff. It might be 
bad materials? That would be the balancing act is, okay, we've got this new code we have to adopt. How big of a safety problem is it? You know, and sometimes mm-hmm. I wonder, I mean, after years and years of that, how bad, you know, but maybe there's very little ability to do much about these constant codes that are. Yeah. In the plumbing and HVAC world there, they don't change a lot. Um, you know, every few three years, there's a new code that gets reviewed and then adopted and then amended into the Lincoln city code. So, but it's not dramatic. Not, not, not a lot of changes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Um, a lot of people in Lincoln working on the housing issue, trying to figure out how to make it more affordable for people. So Yeah, we're just concerned about low and moderate income people uh, trying to find housing. It's it's becoming difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, more of a challenge. Hey, what would be a last piece of advice to our listeners, both who are homeowners and, and business owners, as to how to make sure to take care of all of their HVAC and plumbing. Yeah, what do you wish issues? this month, this day, this hour people would do? <laughs> <laughs> always stay up and keep up on maintenance. Um, the way I was equated to, I mean, you put you know, oil in your gas in your car every week, every month. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the same thing. You got to service your air conditioners. You got to service your furnaces and keep up on your plumbing. Yep. You take care of it, it'll take care of you. Just like you take care of your body, your body will take care of you. Excellent. Joe Rinke, John Henry's Plumbing. Thanks a lot for sharing what's like to be an entrepreneur. Great to hear from you. And thanks for your volunteer work for the Plumbing Code Board of Appeals. Awesome. Thanks for having <laughs> That's me, That's neat that people in our community take time out of their workday to do things like that. Um, coming up next, Commute Air, the new kid in town. We'll be right back. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Nationally, renters are staying put in their apartments and receiving rent increases of 10 to 11 percent compared to brand new residents coming in to rent an apartment who are paying 20 percent more. Wages are growing 10 to 15 percent. This, according to RealPage. This segment is possible today because of the Nebraska Grain Sorghum Board, and REMAX Concepts. We heard about a company called Commute Air coming into Lincoln from Rachel Barth over at Lincoln Airport Authority, and she said that they are doing massive hiring, adding Houston um, as a... Adding Houston, they're going to be working on aircraft, partnering with the Lincoln Airport in August for a National Aviation Day to show the kids' movie airplanes and we want to welcome charlie denton from that company to the show welcome to welcome to town are you from lincoln well thank you for having me robin and dave and uh i'd also like to thank uh rachel barth and uh the lincoln airport authority uh for their partnership yes yes regards to this i'm actually from upstate new york and i moved here uh to lincoln to open the maintenance hangar so you're brand new Mm -hmm. to town yeah we we came here last August. Yep. Well, congratulations. So now for moving you can only say positive things about Lincoln, Nebraska. <laughs> you guys so. certainly know how to make your own fun, and I love the sports culture. I uh, never was into college football, but I went to almost every game last year, and plan on going to almost every game. Oh, I can this year. good, good Great. for you. We like that. Hey, uh, your corporation is based out of Ohio and flies jets for United Airlines. Is that correct? Yes, Dave, that's correct. Uh, our headquarters is in uh, North Olmsted, Ohio. We have a maintenance hangar in Albany, New York. We have a line station in Dulles, Virginia, a line station in Denver, Colorado, a line and maintenance hangar in Houston, Texas, as well as we just opened up the maintenance hangar here in Lincoln, Nebraska. 
Excellent. Well, okay. And we like to think that we're the center of the universe, but really, I mean, you could have gone anywhere in the Midwest. How did you pick us? Well, that's funny. I heard the same thing, so that's why I decided to move here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I actually, we were chosen, Commute Air was chosen to be part of United's uh, next strategy, and uh, that's growing the Mid-Continent Hub Network. And, uh, you know, by being placed in uh, Lincoln, Nebraska, we can help support uh, both the Houston and Denver markets. Well, specifically, what is it that your your company and the people in your building are doing in Lincoln? Well, we support uh, two departures out of Lincoln to Denver currently, and uh, one that comes through midday. And then when the aircraft come back in the evening, uh, we call it remain overnight, and uh, we put them over, down for maintenance, and we perform preventative maintenance as well as repairs, and then get them ready for the morning, as well as some heavier maintenance checks. And right. when and when you say support, that doesn't mean that you're like in the airport greeting passengers. What you mean is like you're you're maintaining the planes, right? And oh yeah, we're, we're fixing things, making sure things don't leak or little broken parts. Is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's largely a preventative maintenance program, but you know, occasionally the aircraft do break, and we have the means to fix it. So who who come, goes in and cleans the airplanes when the new, uh, you know? Once once they arrive and then they ne- need to depart, do you guys do that? Or Are you is that talking about the cabin, the passenger yeah, the, cabin? The passenger cabin. No, so actually, I can speak to how it happens in Lincoln. Lincoln has uh, United has uh, United Ground Equipment Services (UGE), and uh, they do the security sweeps and the, the 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 cleaning of the aircraft and get it ready for the passengers. You know, right. I always had kind of a fuzzy idea that the flight attendants did a lot of that. I, I never thought about it being a third party company. Yeah. Coming to cleaning my plane for me. Now, the flight attendants are responsible for, for keeping it tidy while it's in flight, obviously. You, yeah. We've all seen them do their trash service as well as, you know, the drink, the, the beverage and food service. Um, but, uh, no, there's there's a small team that hops on board and tries to, you know, do a great job while, while the plane's on the ground in yeah. between. I've, I've seen them on there, and that's why I asked that question. Uh, hey, uh, I understand you're hiring? Yeah. Uh, we we are so uh, you know with adding the 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 Houston the Houston route coming up uh, hopefully soon uh, we're hiring certificated technicians as well as uh, stores personnel which is an entry level position and I'd like to add that uh, anybody that works for the company uh, gets flight benefits oh uh, so so they can go to Houston yes. or Mexico or yeah, yeah that yeah. sounds good where United flies do the people that you hire do they typically need to be relocated from another city or are you often able to find them in the city where you're located uh, it just depends um there's been a little bit of luck with the uh, Iowa Western Community College uh, sure. having an aviation hmm. maintenance program okay uh, and they're kind of local uh about half and half. We did relocate quite a few certificated technicians. Uh, another thing that we're working on is a structured AMT, Aviation Maintenance Technician Program, uh, apprenticeship program, uh, to where we can take entry level and uh, get them the skills that they need in order to become certificated technicians. And well, that, we hope to pioneer that here in Lincoln. Yeah, well, that's nice. So, Currently in work, yep. Does your company have other things that they do besides the maintenance that you think someday will expand here, or is it pretty much confined to that that's your goal is to provide the maintenance? Well, the, the goal is to, to provide the maintenance to support the Denver and Houston hubs. So those are the major hubs, and uh, here in Lincoln, you know, we're taking maintenance, you know, 
off of Houston's and, and Denver's hands in order mm. to, I guess, facilitate their departures. So the whole goal is to be able to get as many departures cleanly as possible. You're actually making it go faster in those bigger cities where we hear about all of the problems yeah. during busy times of Correct. the year. Yeah. So well, you're and, taking the pressure off of that. And periodically, Denver has snow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it gets hard to get out there and do maintenance. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more this last winter. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't have – we lucked out. Uh, yeah, you, you – It's we just have to tell you as that being your first winter, it isn't always that nice. Yeah. <laughs> it may be rougher this – Should have been around two years ago. Year. Oh, boy, we got it all then, yeah. Well, welcome to Lincoln. Um, that's pretty cool to think that we in Lincoln are playing a part of keeping that pressure off of those big cities that are struggling so hard right now with passenger load. It's good to hear that we're actually in a small way doing something yeah. to help with that. Good news. Well, very, we, very interesting. I appreciate you coming in, sir. Our audience loves hearing about planes, so I'm sure we're going to be having you and other guests at the airport back before too long. Thanks for coming in, Charlie. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Charlie from Commute Air. Coming up next, we'll talk to Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts, part two of When Couples Disagree. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on 1499.3 KLIN. Occupancy rates for apartments are in the upper 96% nationally. If there is a recession, it might dip to 95%, but this is compared to 92% in previous recessions. This, according to RealPage. And this segment is possible today because of Christensen Hearing Analytics, Lincoln Airport Authority, and Service Master Professional Building Maintenance. Last week, we started a discussion about when couples don't agree on money in retirement, specifically. We, <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to have to clarify that. This wasn't about supper. Right? <laughs> we talked about what a good retirement looks like and being on the same page with your spouse or partner. Welcome, Roger Frank from Frank Financial Concepts. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. How about you two? Good, good. We're doing well. Hey, Robin and Dave, you know, we also left off last week's show discussing the idea of working with a financial professional. And in fact, I had mentioned that more than half of baby boomers work with one. Yeah. Roger, you know, how do we get around this kind of, in a non-confrontational way, mm -hmm. talking about this whole you know, planning thing. Yeah. You know, and people get, yeah. people can get kind of wound up about it. You know, they do, but I think most couples, they work together and they, uh, they do that in a, a good way um, and stay away from the confrontation. Yeah. But uh, I think there's a few simple questions uh, you can get a answered from that conversation. You might even want to maybe chat about it over, you know, breakfast or, or dinner or maybe a cocktail on a Friday night, uh, but in a relaxing setting. You know, you can dream, you can strategize together, uh, even really on the basic levels, uh, give you a chance to maybe talk about it between yourselves, uh, what your financial needs are, goals, personalities, those types of things. To start, maybe ask each other, what do you see yourselves doing in retirement? Individually, as well as maybe together, uh, is the way you are saving and investing conducive to the, uh, uh, to the dreams that you're talking about. Think about whether you are making the most of your retirement savings potentials. Could you save more or maybe you really should be saving more? 
Are you both contributing to tax advantage retirement accounts at work? Are you comfortable with the amount of risk you are assuming? You know, my parents had to talk about it because my dad got cancer and my mom became a widow at age 45. They were fairly well prepared. But I had another friend who lost her husband at approximately that similar stage mm -hmm. in life. Complete shock. Mm -hmm. Didn't even have the passwords to his computer. Yeah. Yeah, when I grew up, we didn't have to worry about passwords. Right. Uh, today we do. Uh, we have passwords for everything that we do, it seems like. Um, you're right. Uh, your significant other uh, is handling the household finances. You know, is the other person prepared to take over in case of an emergency? When that one person is what I call the hub of man uh, money managers and investment decisions, the other spouse or partner at least needs to have some understanding of that. And if the unexpected does occur, as you had mentioned, Robin, you will want to make sure that you have that knowledge. And speaking of knowledge, you know, you should probably uh, also both know who the beneficiaries on your retirement plans. And if something happens to one of you, uh, you know, for instance, like a workplace retirement account or investment accounts, do you know where the beneficiaries are and do you know where the, the uh, paperwork is? Uh, and if you haven't looked at your beneficiaries, uh, make sure you do that and make sure that you do that on a periodic basis and up to update those as needed. Yeah, because the beneficiaries, you know, you have to get all the proper legal names on there and get yeah. all your paperwork right. And there's you have all these different accounts. Matter of fact, it's funny you just mentioned that right now. I'm thinking to myself, there is one or two documents I probably need to let my spouse be aware of. Mm -hmm. Just made me think of it. Thanks, Roger. Yep, you bet. You know, certainly a shared vision uh, of retirement is great, and the respect for individual variations on it is, I think, just as vital as well. I just want to comment here that you have used the word respect last week and this week, and it seems like a good word because um, it's so easy to sit at the dinner table and say something like, well, let's talk about this because we've been putting it off, and that's really bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> You know, not a good way to bring it up. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And if you can do that together and you do that on a uh, regular basis, you guys will have the common goal that we're looking for. Uh, a conversation about how you see retirement today can also prepare, you know, those individuals for tomorrow. If you are getting close to retirement and if you want to work with a financial professional or if the current market volatility that we've been talking about has concerned you as well, give me a call. I'd like to visit with you. My contact information can be found on my website. That's frankfinancialconcepts.com. Roger Frank is a registered representative of and securities offered through Berthel Fisher & Company Financial Services, Inc., BFCFS member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through BFC Planning, Inc. Frank Financial Concepts, BFCFS, C, or BFCFS and BFC Planning are independent entities. Thanks a lot for coming in, Roger, and Thank have you. a good rest of the weekend. Thank you. You too. When we come back, strictly business owner Paige Zudevern, national corporations are taking on cultural battles. Is Where is this eventually going to go? We will ask her. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 30% of restaurants being leased now have drive throughs according to Beth Azor of Azor Advisory Services, a commercial real estate advisory investment firm in Florida. And she said this in an interview at the International Council of Shopping Centers Convention. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's Plumbing, Lincoln Chamber of Commerce, and Baylor Evnen Law Firm. 
Robin, I am having a hard time finding people that don't want to drive through who are uh, looking for a restaurant right now. Operators. Yeah. 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 We have it's one. Become even in greater demand than what it was three or four years ago. We just listed one and we don't even have answers as to what equipment stays in the building and what equipment has to be cleaned out of there. And we already have someone wanting to make an offer on it. So yeah. We, and they don't even know what they would be getting. So, yeah. But they, but they want the drive-thru. They want the drive-thru. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy. Um, in the studio, we have strictly business owner Paige Zutavern with us. She's got a monthly publication full of business news. It's a really fun one that always features the faces of people in the community. Welcome to the show, Paige. How are you? Very good. Thank you so much for having me. How long have you been at Strictly Business? It's almost as long as I can remember. 29 years. It's hard to believe it. 29 years ago in July, actually this month. Oh, so uh, you have an yeah. anniversary. Yep. And one more year and it'll be three decades. Yep. Well, okay. I want to hear about your life path. So like when you were a little girl and people asked you what you wanted to be when you grow up, did you say, I want to lurk around in boardrooms and get the business news? Well, I don't think I necessarily thought of that, but I definitely knew that I wanted, um, my vision was carrying a briefcase, which now nobody carries a briefcase, really? but you know, I just remember as a little girl playing Barbies or whatever, you know, it's like I always had that, I wanted to be the career woman. and Really? And, yeah. So Really? So from a very early age, did yes. you have a lemonade stand? Oh, yes. I was actually, <laughs> I was actually the um, top Girl Scout uh, cookie sales oh, yeah. two years in a row. So, I mean, I started my sales career at a young age. <laughs> yeah, and... no kidding. No kidding. Hey, well, what changes have you noticed in the business community and business climate in Lincoln over the years? Well, you Over know, the last 29 yeah, years. I mean, definitely there's been some changes, but I think one of the things that I find that has stayed the same is that so many people really like to do business with people that they can get to know, that they like, that they trust. I mean, I, th I think those values still hold true. I think especially in Lincoln, I think more here than probably a lot of other parts of the country, but I just think so many people really like to, to support that local business. They like to get to know the owner. Um, social, but, you know, social capital is very yeah. highly valued in Lincoln. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and I see that much more so here than even in Omaha. Even you know, in have, Omaha. Yeah, we I, have I the magazine in Omaha, and yeah. I noticed that. Um, the other thing that I see that is just so interesting to me in Lincoln is how loyal. You know, it, it, it just seems like so many people here, I have, so, I have over... 20 clients that I've had for over 20 years. So when you really think about that, that's that's pretty amazing that that many businesses would would stick with me for that long. Um, so yeah, but it's great. Yeah, you know, and I know exactly what you're talking about because uh, we notice that whenever I've done transactions in Omaha, uh, there's just a different culture yeah. there. Yeah. Well, and yeah. during the pandemic, we didn't lose one single advertiser that said because of this, I'm pulling my advertising with you. Yeah. They stuck with us the whole time. Now, some there was a couple that retired. Yeah. And maybe, maybe the pandemic had something to do with that decision. Maybe not. But, you know, yeah, we have noticed the loyalty yeah. also. But yeah. Also, yeah. well, I think Lincoln seems more... I don't want to say that they take growth and business for granted, but it's because that would sound like they're not thankful for it. Maybe the, just the norm rather than having to fight for that pro-growth attitude right. or struggle mm -hmm. 
for, you know, struggle for, on behalf of the businesses. It seems like that's just a given. Right. Yeah. Now, is that a good way to say yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, one thing we wanted to ask you, and we asked this question of, of another guest in media last week, and it was interesting what he said. Um, it seems like more national corporations and not necessarily corporations in Lincoln, but maybe a few of them have become more overt about taking political positions or weighing in on cultural battles. Where do you think long term that is going to go? I think that's a really interesting question. I mean, I, I the one thing that I think about when you ask that question is the, the, which is surprises me is oftentimes how many people really don't even pay attention or care. So I think sometimes, you know, people just do business with a business because they like them and it doesn't matter. The, they aren't the even they listening to yeah. that noise. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm sometimes amazed just because I've always been pretty politically minded. Um, how many people say, I don't care about politics. I'm not interested in it. Um, but I do think that there certainly are those businesses out there that, um, or those individuals out there that when it's a, an issue that they really feel passionate about, you know, that they will support a business that takes an issue that they value or vice versa. Um, you know, so I always, I always think as a business, it's maybe somewhat risky to do that. Yeah, but I know. Well, and especially when it is a local business and they put a controversial sticker right. or sign in their window. And I think, are you, boy, you're, you're kind of betting that that's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And, or, and, or you really, really know your customer slash right. client. Yeah. Really well. yeah, exactly. And yeah. sometimes I, that's, I think the thing that probably shocks me more is sometimes when I see a business take a stance when I look at who their client base is and it's like, wow, do you really, do you really know, know yeah. your clients? Do you really know who your clients are? Because this is an issue that they're going to feel very strongly one way or the other. And so you've just alienated um, a large population of potential or, or current clients that maybe are not going to support you anymore. So. Yeah. Do you have any stories that you think are noteworthy right now going on? Don't want to in the know, business yeah. in, in the, the business, business world. world. Yeah, yeah. Don't, um, don't want to do anything that right. uh, is going to interrupt your. We don't your want to issue. Yeah. you to scoop oh, yeah. yourself. No, but, no. You know what do yeah. you think would be interesting for Grow Lincoln listeners to know about? Well, I I can't really think of any specific one. I think probably more than anything, it's just like the announcement for Lincoln Airport to be their big expansion. I think that that's a really exciting hmm. thing for Lincoln because I always talk about uh, the trickle down effect. You know, like when we have the state tournaments or I remember one time I was talking to, to somebody and they were talking about, well, I don't care about the basketball tournaments being here. We don't get any business from those people. And I explained to them, you know, it's a trickle down effect. They come and they spend money in our community at a at a restaurant, a gas station, a retail, you know, whatever businesses they're supporting, they're going to be supporting other businesses and it's just it all comes around. So they pay tax yeah. and that means you don't exactly. have to. <laughs> yeah. So the more business that we can have into the community, um, I guess, you know, with us, we probably aren't as much about scooping that latest what's going on just happened because we're monthly. Um we're probably a little bit more focused on getting to know, okay, getting to know the behind the scenes, um, getting to know the owners of a business, that type of thing. So um, the social capital. Yeah. yeah. And the and the people, you know, I mean, uh, this month, we have Robin, your lovely face. I on was cover, on, so. yeah. No, I'm on radio for a reason. <laughs> believe me. <laughs> but and I know what you're saying. And, and you guys can be a bit more in depth. Right with what you're talking about right and where say for instance us in radio 
it's it's kind of more uh, we short. have to be quick One, about it. You have to be quick. It's usually a sentence or two or three or whatever. Right. Right. Uh, so yeah, and that's why I think it's handy to have all different types of media. Right. One thing I do see though, I've noticed there's been a lot more health related. Um, probably because of COVID, a lot more health-related, um, holistic health-related businesses that are moving in. Yes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, this is so fun, and Dave is making these motions, telling me we're running out of time and need to go to a commercial. Thank you, Paige Zutavern, for coming in. She is the Strictly Business magazine owner. If people want the magazine but they don't get it at their office, how do they get it? Um, they can just call our office um, or go on our website. Um, but if they just call in, they can be added if you have a business and you're not currently receiving it. Um, we it's mail free. it out to businesses. It's free. We mail yeah. to 10,000 businesses every month. And then we also have about 1,000 magazines that we hand distribute throughout Lincoln. So there's a lot of locations. It's always at the Chamber office and LEBA office and some of those organizations. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the show. Um, coming up in our next segment, businesses opening, closing, and moving around. We'll have that news for you. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back to Grow Lincoln with Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers. This segment is possible today because of University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, Frank Financial Concepts, and Realtors Association of Lincoln. Up near 27th and I-80, which actually 7100 Husker Circle, Indian Motorcycle Dealership permanently closed recently, um, and they have they are being replaced by... Enterprise Rent-A-Car, who right. is doing a remodeling project there. And they've got a, a facility downtown. Or mm -hmm. it, um, there's at the airport, downtown, and 46th and O Streets. Yeah. So they're covering everything. And I saw a building permit a while ago for $361,000, mm -hmm. and it just said retail build-out. So uh, now we kind of know what that's all about. They probably have to convert it to a certain look. And, right. And I'm sure that the Indian yeah. motorcycle look didn't quite fit the green and white, you know. They, they all have their imaging packages, <laughs> they have, as, as yes, they call them. They all have their branding. So, hey, let's, let's uh, go downtown here to the former uh, restaurant building uh cool's restaurant uh to be torn down on o street between 10th and 11th six story 70 unit apartment complex going okay so for people who are sitting there squinting going okay cool's restaurant where was that on the north side of o north side of o between 10th and 11th street west of lincoln electric system building which has been converted to apartments and condos. It's uh, also, yes. Yeah. Um, so, and the facade of this particular building that we're talking about is that kind of burgundy red color. Yeah. And it's sort of a, it's not a, a high rise building. It's maybe one or two stories tall. Yeah. A couple stories tall. Um, so that would be torn down. And mm -hmm. then they would build a brand new, brand new building there that would take up most of that strip. Well, Robin, we've got something also going on in the Telegraph District uh, had an open house. Yeah. Okay. When you're going down Capitol Parkway, K Street, um, heading out of downtown, and you get to 19th Street and look to your left, they've been building a 
big apartment complex there. And they're they're also going to try to they're one of those projects where they're going to try to put some retail in the first floor. And so they've got a share tea that's going in an early bird restaurant that's going in probably fall is when this will happen. But they had an open house about a week ago for the apartments and let us come in and see. See the apartments. These new apartments. And yeah, like they had their best unit. It had one row of windows that looked out over First Plymouth Church and the other one looked out at the Capitol. So it had some good good views. And so then I sent my um, Gen Z daughter the prices. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Boy, those are expensive compared to what we paid when we were growing up. Boy, yeah. It's just... But kids are making more money than we made. Yeah, absolutely, they are. I'm shocked at times. Um, let's let's jump out to Gateway Mall because there's just been a lot of stuff going on at uh, Gateway Mall. Well, the mall sold recently yeah. to a different company, right? Yeah, fifty one, fifty one and a half million. million. Yeah, which, hmm. Cause, which is more money than I have <laughs> in your IRA. Uh, it was valued quite a bit higher than that, almost twice that. And, well, and it's but hay, a and long, it's a long day. A, yeah, a long time ago. It was during dub- its, double that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, and that was, yeah, like like we said in in its heyday. It's just going to show what's happening in the world of retail right it's now. It's changing now. I think just walking through, I think they've done an excellent I, job. I do too. I it and looks fortunately full. Lincoln. I mean, that's the one big enclosed mall that they have unlike and when it's 103 degrees outside that's where i want to be you know is an air-conditioned mall no doubt um they have opened gateway to the arts that's a public studio gallery and art space and they have first friday art walks there long-term art exhibitions and interactive arts activities also uh robin chicago dogs 42 in the food court and then out in the the kind of the main part of the walkway where Tivana Tea used to be, Fiesta Rolled Ice Cream just moved in and opened up. That rolled ice cream has really started to become a thing, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. There was one downtown, but I think that one closed, like real recently. Mm-hmm. But it had been that was the first one we had in Lincoln. Oh, and something more up your alley here. Actually, a lot of these are more Robin related stuff <laughs> than Dave related stuff. Daily Thread, uh, women's clothing. Daily Thread, not yep. Daily Bread, Daily no. thread, thread, women's clothing. Um, F&D Formal has opened up there. Um, on your way to Penny's, two new stores, Scrubs and More opened in July. And then next to it, right next door to it, is is a tactical gear store. I, they might even be connected. Not sure. I didn't go inside and look. But the two opened at the same time. Yep. And we had talked about uh, Dillard's, too. Third floor expanding into Yonkers. And that's why we are seeing a bunch of this construction stuff up on the roofs. Dillard's, they have a third floor, and they're yeah. decommissioning their third floor. Well, we are out of time this week, so that's all for Grow Lincoln. But thank you very much for listening. Send us your announcement about your business opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or 